sure that they, there were more than four downs run, so they may have See, run five downs. Instead of the game being over, it appears that the Redskins get the fifth down. And the cat is elusive. He's brought walking. The cat. He's walking to the three. He's at the two. Fielding the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. Snap, placement, kick by Hartley, and it is. It is good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Pigs have flown. Hell is frozen over. The Saints are on their way to the Super Bowl. Welcome to the fifth down, brought to you by the Enemy of the Good Podcast Network. I'm the captain, and with me today is Tootsie. Well, here we go. Uh, divisional round weekend. Um, couple things happened like we expected. Couple things didn't, and the absolute heartbreaker that went on uh, Sunday night. All right, guys. So we're getting into the games. We're going to start with Packers over the Rams, thirty-two to eighteen. Uh, Buffalo beating out the Baltimore Ravens, seventeen to three. And the Kansas City Chiefs edging out the Browns 22 to 17. Uh, right now, we're looking at the, the end of the Saints Bucks game. It's going to be Bucks 30 something, Saints 20. We're going to start with the Rams. I mean, this game was, was pretty much written in, in stone before it even, you know, kicked off. Um, Jared Goff playing with a broken thumb, um, fresh off of surgery. Can't even grip the ball. You know, in they, Green showed, Bay. they showed him in the warmups where, where he's, you know, palming the ball as it's coming out the center. Um, can't put any pressure on his thumb. They had zero chance of making any kind of offense. So they had to win off of defensive points. And that just was not going to happen in Green Bay against this, 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 this Packers team. Yeah, I think this Packers team is just, uh, I, I don't. I don't see the Bucks team that's on the field right now beating this Packers team. Oh, but they will. Not in Green Bay. Oh, but they will. Not in Green Bay. Mark my words today, right now. Sunday, January 17th at 8.49 p.m., the Bucks are going to the Super Bowl. Okay, I'll mark it. I'm going to say it's the Packers, but we'll see. I think it's going to be Packers-Bills at this point in time. Uh, so, yeah, looking at the looking at the stats, I mean, Jack Goff had 160, 174 in the air. He had a touchdown. Um, Cam Akers had 90 on the ground. So, you know, they got the running game going, but it, it just they couldn't they couldn't stop Green Bay's offense. You know, this was the highest scoring game up until tonight. And just looking at I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 296, two touchdowns, Aaron Jones, 99 yards and a score. Jamal Williams, 65 yards. A.J. Dillon got in the mix for tw- six carries for 27 yards. I mean, the team put almost 200 yards on the ground, you know, compared. They put more yards on the ground than the Rams had in the air. So, you know, it's cold It's cold and windy in Green Bay, and it's just that tactical advantage of that field is just Lambeau is just what it is, man. It's the frozen tundra. If you can play there, if you can win there, you you can win anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is the best home field advantage. I mean, even if they didn't have fans in the stands. Um, they had a few, I mean. But it, it's it's not enough to make a difference is what I'm getting at. But yeah, you have a couple of thousand. The win, they're used to playing it. Um, most teams aren't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they had that advantage. The, the Ram, Like I said, the Rams were doomed from the start. So I, I, this game turned out exactly like I thought it would. So. 
I don't really have a whole lot to go on on this one other than, you know, Packers won. Yep. So we'll see uh, them and the Bucks now in the NFC title game in a week. Next up, we got the game that I kind of enjoyed, but, you know, the, the theme of these next two games is going to be defense because you saw a lot of good defense in the playoffs so far. Um, you know, defense wins championship is the old adage. It's true, but it also takes a good offense. And I think this game epitomized that because your offenses combined scored 13 points and your defenses scored seven. And that was on a, t- on a crucial interception return for a touchdown by the Bills. 102 yards tied for the most and most longest interception return in uh, playoff history. Yeah. And remember what we said last week? I was, we were both adamant that Lamar Jackson had to win with his arm. That was, that was the test. Can he do it? And he got 162 yards before he got knocked out. Uh, Tyler Huntley came in, went six for 13 for 60. The Ravens really had a shot to come back and win the whole time until that pick six. Once the pick six happened, texted my friend in Buffalo, and I was like, get the table ready because their defense had been playing so well up to that point. And it was just, it was really nice to see Buffalo pull this one out. And it was windy. Uh, yeah, I, I it was think, it was a very windy game. Uh, we'll 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 get to that in a second. But go ahead and comment, Captain. I was gonna say I, I think the win was that that third factor in the game that that no one really took it you know notice of until it went. I mean, it was it was blowing the ball all over the place. I mean, Justin Tucker, the, the most accurate kicker in the NFL, missed two field goals. Um, not something he does they were on both, a regular both, basis. Both kickers were one for three. Um, I mean, it's just. The ball was going every which way but where it needed to go. Um, you know, they had some some Josh Allen passes and, and even some uh, Lamar Jackson passes that were just off the mark. And, you know, we kind of chalked them up at the beginning of the game to bad passes. But in reality, it, it was the win that was causing those passes to go. Um, so, I mean, that that was definitely that factor there. And you see, the Bills did a good enough job stopping um, the Ravens' run game. So it caused them to have to go to the air, which that was just not feasible with with the weather conditions. Yeah, and I mean, and the crazy thing is Buffalo's ground game was barely there, right? They had far less yards. They had 100, I'm sorry, 220 total yards on offense, while the Ravens were sitting at 190 rushing and one, I mean, 190 passing and 150 rushing. You know, so the, the the Ravens broke that three uh three forty mark, which is you know, I mean, just just basic. The Bills did just enough on offense to, yes. to, to to be ahead. Yes, and then that interception, you know that that changed the game. I mean, yeah, that, I that mean, put it, it was it was a defensive so. game, and I think the 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 passing statistics kind of a testament to. You know, it's you can only complete those short passes in the in the wind is what it looked like to me. I mean, Lamar Jackson was 14 for 24. Uh, Huntley went six for 13. And Josh Allen, who's normally more accurate, this was 23 for 37. So it, it was just a. 
And the Ravens, you know, defense their front just held like it has all like it has in this second half of the season. They allowed only um, 32 rushing yards from Buffalo. So that was a big thing. Um, again, it was which quarterback could you take the rush away from or force to pass? Uh, defensively, yeah. this is this is a very interesting. So Ravens ended up with two sacks. The Bills had four. Seven tackles for loss for the Bills, six for the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens got to Josh Allen three times, and the Bills got to Lamar Jackson seven times. But as always, that's that has a lot to do with Lamar Jackson's propensity to run. Um, and then, of course, you have the Bills with the touchdown. So I'm really happy for the Bills. I think they that defense showed me that they can probably beat Mahomes. If Mahomes even plays, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but I think this Bills team against a more zone defense like the Chiefs can come out and win uh, next weekend. Yeah, I mean, look, um, out, out of the teams we have left, uh, everything's in the books. You know, we have uh, the Bucks playing Green Bay. Uh, next Sunday afternoon, and then um, the Bills play um, the Chiefs. I'm sorry. The Bills play the Chiefs next Sunday evening. And um, with the way things are lining up, to me, it's going to be Bills and Bucks. You know, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm I'm sticking with my Bills Packers. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to the Chiefs and Browns. Um, Captain, I know that you and I were both rooting, rooting for the Browns really hard earlier. So Yeah, I mean, look, the Browns is everybody's underdog story, right? I mean, you go through so many years of them just being so terrible that when they made it to the playoffs this year, you kind of, you know, everyone kind of secretly cheered for them. Um, you know, this game ended. Um, you know, I mean, the outcome of it is what a lot of people thought it was going to be. The Chiefs were on top of them. Um, but Lamar, I mean, um, Patrick Mahomes did go down in the middle of the third quarter, uh, which kind of gave the Browns a little life and a, and a chance to come back. Um, they just didn't have enough to do it. Um, you know, that Chiefs defense stepped up where it, it needed to and, and and let them win the game. Yeah, and I mean, they do what they do best. They were all over the ball, right? They got to the they got to well, the they runners. Swarm. They swarm. Yeah, they they they're a really good zone defense, and they have the personnel to play man. They can bump and run. Teran Matthew is just. I mean, he's the honey badger dude. He's got a nose for the ball, right? Right. He he. Uh, I mean, that was why he was a Heisman Trophy finalist. You know, absolutely. That's why he's been one of the best defensive players in and out, year in year out, no matter where he's at. Um, I think, let's see who we have. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he caught that, he caught the interception that are, you know, these interceptions in this postseason have really made the difference. I think the, the turnovers, the turnovers that did happen, they were at critical moments and they made the difference in the game, right? It wasn't like a turnover that was like, oh, no big deal. We'll, we'll bounce back. It was like the turnover, right? Like, so the Lamar Jackson interception, that was the turnover. That ruined the game. The Baker Mayfield interception by Teran Matthew, that was, sealed the game. Yeah, yeah, that sealed the game. 
So, and we'll get to our next game in a minute. The turnovers absolutely mattered there. So, you know, it's the story of of that. But looking at the stats, um, before Mahomes went out, and we still haven't heard anything yet. Uh, it's a concussion, but we hope he gets cleared. I want to see him and Josh Allen. I really do. I don't. I don't want Mahomes to miss anything. I don't. I mean, with the way the concussion protocol works, um, there is there is a, a very good chance, uh, depending on the severity of it, um, that he does miss next week. Um, yeah. I, I would like to see him play because I'd like to see it go down that way. But like I said, if if things but you go, have you have the weapons you know, on that team. You have Travis Kelsey. You have Tyreek Hill. You got. Uh, yeah, but Chad Henney's the key, right? So you have Chad yeah. Henney as your uh as your as your, your well, backup. Look, he went so, six I mean, for eight, but he did throw a pick. So yeah. I mean, but Mahomes before he went out was twenty one for thirty for two fifty five. He had a score on the air and on the ground. And uh Darrell Williams uh was rushing for him for thirteen for seventy eight. Mahomes had three carries for fourteen in the score. Uh Chad Henney rushed twice for twelve yards. So I mean that that was all over the you know, uh Le'Veon Bell had two carries, was mixed in there. Uh, so is McCole Hardiman, but the big players are always on the offense for the for the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill eight receptions for 110 yards. Uh, Travis Kelsey eight receptions for 109 yards and a score. Um, Hardiman had four for 58. So I mean, you've got enough weapons there that even with Chad Henney, you could still win a playoff game. Baker Mayfield on the other side, you're looking at 204 for a touchdown or interception. Nick Chubb had 13 rushes for 69 yards. Kareem Hump had six for 32, and Baker Mayfield uh, added 11 to the total for 112 yards on the ground. And I was surprised that the rushing attack was as ineffective as it was for the Browns. I don't know about you, but I, it, I really thought It wasn't that it was gonna... ineffective. They just didn't really rely on it like they should have. Um, you know, they, they, they went to the pass a lot more than they should have. All right, so the Browns rushing, they had 22 carries. Um, versus 37 pass attempts. So that's not a terrible balance. I mean, you're looking at 24 carries for 38 pass attempts for the Chiefs. So, yeah, but in this game, they needed to dominate on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they were not going to beat the Chiefs by throwing the ball. They were going to beat the Chiefs by running the ball down their throat. And in the second half, they were doing just that. You know, most of those rushes, those rush yeah, yards of came off the second half. I think they had like, what, a dozen going into the first half? Yeah, I mean, I think they had five rushes total in the, in the first half. So everything else came in the second half. So th- if they would have relied on it more in the first half, the outcome may have been different. But, I mean, they were playing catch-up ball the whole time. So, you know, and that, that's what Patrick Mahomes does to you. He, he gets ahead of you, and then he makes you one-dimensional. Yeah, because, I mean – you know, Cleveland put three and then zero before the half, and then Kansas City had uh, 19 at the half. So, you know, Cleveland came back and they and they brought it within a score, but that interception just sealed it for him. Anything else? Any other feelings about this game? I mean, I know Kevin Stefanski is now pretty much guaranteed coach of the year. I mean, he should have it. It should be sewed up. Um, I have no doubt about that. Um, you know, they were talking about it today on, on the commentators. You know, Stefanski should win the coach of the year. So, you know, it's glad that they finally jumped on our train to say what we've been saying for the past few weeks. So let's go ahead and look at the title game, Kansas City and Buffalo. Who you got? What's your score? I, I got 
All right, so I, I can give two predictions on this game. If Patrick Mahomes plays, um, it's going to be Kansas City by seven. Okay. Okay. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, it's going to be Buffalo by 10. I'm going to say regardless of if Mahomes plays or not, Buffalo wins. If Mahomes plays, they're going to win by three or four. If Mahomes doesn't play, I'm going to go with your 10. Yeah, I mean, so he, I'm going to I'm going to pick the Bills. Like, look, I, I, try to, I try to go with this hot take that, you know, that Mahomes is, is more lucky than he is good. And, and, you know, he is surrounded by a core group of, of people that he doesn't have to try, you know, and he does just that. And he comes out and he 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 kills him. I mean, that, that kid's amazing. Right. It's, it's hard to watch him and not be. Excited yeah. about his future. He's you know? definitely going to be the face of this league for a long time. And I do want to see part of me wants to see Mahomes Rogers in the Super Bowl because they're both at a hundred percent. But you, know, you won't because no. it's gonna be Brady. It's not gonna be Brady. Okay, well let, let's just talk about the Saints game so okay. I can just be uh just get a lot a lot of bullshit out. So Saints 20, Tampa Bay 30. Um, let's just be frank. The Bucs did everything right in this game to win. Uh, Brady threw for 199 yards. Um, two scores. No turnovers. No turnovers. On the ground, the Bucs got 127 yards and a score. Um, looking at their receiving, it was pretty well distributed. Uh, Cameron Brait had 54 receptions, 50 yards, and then Fournette had five for 44. That was your highest totals. Uh, Tom spread the ball around, but let's be frank, they got it inches from the goal line off of uh, not one, what? not two, not three. But four times. Four, four turnovers for the Saints. All right, all right. so can, can you look up something real quick for me? Um, what was their average starting field position? Because that's the hidden yardage right there. That That's where it's at. Right. So we had four turnovers and they got three of those four inside the 30 yard line of the Saints. You know, interception, interception, fumble, interception. So, I mean, when you're playing with with short fields, you are going to win the game. When you win the turnover battle, you're going to win the game. I mean, you know, the fact that this was this was most likely Breeze's last game. It, it, is, is, it is. Jay Glazer confirmed the beginning. That he did, but Jay Glazer just, he's Jay Glazer. He's taking a hot take, trying to get ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. But if this is Breeze's last game, which I agree with Jay Glazer, it should be his last game. Um, because if you watched it today, you can see that he can't get the ball down the field anymore. Like it, It's the same as watching um, Peyton Manning in his last season. You know, you just saw that steady decline. And then when Breeze came back from that injury, he just didn't have anything left to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, I don't um, know if it was just time. I mean, they were getting to him in the pocket. They were putting a lot of pressure on him. And, you know, he, was, uh, he wasn't able to overcome it. And I think that's part of the, the, the issue there, too. And you're right. I think it, it's just... I hate that this is his last game. I really do, too. This was a horrible game to go out. Like, it's one of the worst performances he's ever had, much less one of the worst performances in the postseason, right? And it's just, it was a, 
It was just heartbreaking. As a fan of the Saints, I pray that this is his last game because I can't go through this heartbreak anymore. I mean, I just can't deal with it. Like, you you go 12 and 4, 13 and 3, you know, 11 and, you know, whatever, 11 and 5, whatever our records were the last four years, right? You go all these ways, you win a division all these all these times, you, you do these things, and then we get to the playoffs and it's the same crap every year. We get disappointed. And I just can't deal with it anymore. I, I would rather finish off three and thirteen. That way I know we're not making it to the playoffs. And I have nothing to worry about after December's over. Yeah, that way instead of like you said, instead of going thirteen and three and then go flat in the playoffs because you're you don't have enough gas. And your offense can't come together. I mean, look, looking at the game, we had 104 rushing yards. Alvin Kamara had 18 carries for 85 yards. Tom Montgomery, four carries for 14 yards. Couldn't turn it into the, anything, but it was the turnovers. I mean, Drew had three interceptions. Two of those were his fault. One was just a batted up ball. By Jared uh, Cook. By Jared Cook. And then the other, the ball. And the other turnover was also a Jared Cook fumble because he decided to try to get cute instead of just securing the ball and falling down. And that, you know, again, it was one of the that turnover, each turnover gave the Bucks a short field. I don't think they start and on their touchdowns, I don't think they started uh further away than the 40. No, they they were all within they were all within the 40 yard line. They were all within the 30. I mean, it was just, it was that close and it was just that bad. I mean, look, we should be here celebrating this today, but once again, we were let down in the playoffs and um, I, I if, if Drew Brees doesn't retire, I, I hope we move on from him. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm done. Yeah. I, mean, I, I love I, the I hate, guy. I hate I to say it. I hate to say it too. I think but. he's top notch, you know, one of the best quarterbacks to ever wear the black and gold. Um, to ever play the game, you know, yeah, to ever play the game, but he's done. Like his career is over. Yeah, I just and, and he doesn't when, have it when Michael Thomas can't get a catch. That's the other thing. Michael Thomas had four targets and no catches in this game. Either he was taken away or they it, found a way. They to guard found Mike. a way to guard Mike. <laughs> yeah, you can guard him easily, apparently. But you know the the biggest play we had was a pass from Jameis Winston. It was his first pass in like three games and he threw a 60-yard touchdown. Was it 60? Uh, 50. 50 yards. 56 yards. It was like a 56-yard pass. So, you know, the question now becomes who's going to take over? Is it going to be Jameis? Is it going to be Taysom Hill? I I think it's actually going to be a combination of Jameis and Taysom. I think so, too, because Saints have already expressed uh, that came out yesterday that they already expressed that they would like for Jameis to return this year. And you know what? I'm OK with that. Um, I am, too. I he, mean, he, he has young sat, enough talent. He has sat patiently on that sideline all year. He has learned. Let's hope he learned. Well, but my point is, he's been sitting there taking it in. He hasn't showed any kind of frustration. I haven't heard a peep about him bitching on social media or anything like that i mean even when it's the kind of stuff that you want your understudy to do to be there to to be in the game to come in when he's called on and he did and he delivered yeah i mean even when they even when they announced uh that Taysom hill would start over him um for the four games was it um that breeze was out yeah um, yeah 
even when he took in for those four games, I mean, you know, he was still on the sidelines looking at the, looking at the, uh, the the surface pros, you know, talking with the coaches, talking with Taysom after plays. You know, he, he was still he was engaged. There. Yeah. You know, he wasn't, you know, laughing it off, rolling his eyes and, and not looking like he didn't give a damn. And um, I would like to see him back in the black and gold uh, next year. And I would actually like to see him start. Yeah, I think so. And I think part of the reason Taysom did start is... Well, he knows the offense. He knows the offense better, but it's also, let's say Drew couldn't come back for the playoffs. Right? Do you put Jameis Winston out there and then you're only left with Taysom Hill? Or do you put Taysom Hill out there, who even if he gets a little dinged up, you can still bring in Jameis? Well, and I mean, look, I, I think the reason why they went with Taysom over Jameis, I mean, Taysom's been in this offense for three years. Jameis came in on a COVID year where they didn't have a mini camp. They yeah. didn't really have um training camp. There were no preseason games, right? It just went from not playing or I mean playing for the Bucs and then dressing out for the Saints for, for week one. I mean, it was just not a it was not an ideal year for him to make that move into a new system, right? So he was able to sit behind this whole year for 17, 17 weeks, 18 weeks, you know, behind Drew Brees, behind Taysom Hill, learning this offense. And I think next year it's going to make him better for it. And I think he's going to just win outright, win the starting position. And I think we'll see a combination of him and Taysom because I don't think that's going to go away. It should. You know, I think you're still going to see that. It's too and good. And you see a lot more teams trying to do it, too, you know. And look, I think I think we're going to have, I mean, look how Traquan Smith played today. Right? Look how Emmanuel Sanders played today. Well, we have we have Emmanuel Sanders for another year. Traquan's coming up, I think, on a contract year. Um, and we have Mike Thomas that we just signed that monster deal. Yeah. So, I mean, our receiving core is intact. If we can keep the offensive line there. And then even even with Jameis or Taysom behind center, you know, we're still in good shape, you know, coming into next season. It's what's going to happen on the defensive side of the ball. Are we going to be able to pay Marshawn Lattimore, who today once again played another lights out game? Yeah, he, he um, was all over all of his assignments. He covered everybody as, as well as you can. And look, our defense kept us in the game. They kept us in the game. You know, I don't count the scores from the Bucks on them because, I mean, no. it's, it's hard to stop a team when you're give on, giving them the ball on the 30-yard line. Or on the four-yard yeah. line, you know, like right within the 10, and then they just need one pass to get a touchdown, right? That's how that that that's how that first, in, uh, that first um, interception went. Interception, I mean, it was right there. I mean, it, it, they, they, I mean, they it was not, just like a little, it was a little jump pass and then boom. Yeah, they were not given the right hand dealt to, to, to be the saviors for this game. And, no. Uh, they have been saving us all year, and it, we just put them in a bad enough position tonight to where they weren't able to do that. Yeah, it, it, you can't. Uh, with the drives we had on the first two drives of the game, those really should have been two touchdowns. Uh, I'm just. Yeah, I mean, that, and we blew opportunities. I mean, yeah. you know, we got the ball, we got the first, the first punt return, right? We made them go three and out like four times in a row. You know, we got the first punt return inside the uh, on inside the the forty, inside the forty, inside the thirty, some something like that. We weren't able; we were only able to get three points out of that. And then the next time they kick off, they you know they punt the ball and and Trey Cron wins it back, and it was a block in the back. Okay, it was ticky tacky. It probably should not have been called, but by the rule book, it was the right call. It was a block in the back. Yep. 
you know. It just sucks to have those kind of electric plays just right. Taken zapped. Away. I mean, it, it and we takes had that happen. We had that twice. You know, there were two great returns that both got canceled out because of that kind of crap. So cleaning up the penalties a little bit is probably going to help. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm just this season has just been so. Blah. It's been a weird year. Yeah, uh, it's been hard to get into it. But there've been some great games and some great play on the field. Like, don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed the hell out of the product on the field, but it's just the weirdness around the the season, you know, the lack of crowds and everything. It's just a like, like it, I said, it, it like, doesn't. It feels like that, you know, like the strike years, you know, in baseball, like when you, you know, you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I was—I thought you were going to say like the strike years with football. I'm like, we were barely old enough even to remember that. No, but, but I mean, like we at least remember the um, baseball strike. Like, I, I do remember the football strike though, because I remember you know well, John I wasn't Forkade, watching back then. Yeah, you know, I know John Forkade came in for the Saints and and you know played some games. You know, I mean, I remember that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just a weird year. Um, you know, but I, once again, I mean, I I just feel like. The Saints just let us down one more time, and I'm tired of it. Yeah, you either I, finish off shitty and, and and finish off three and thirteen, or or if you're gonna go, or if you're gonna go twelve and four, then then win something. Damn it! Yeah, yeah, it, it's just a. It was a heartbreak. It was definitely a heartbreak, and we'll see where we go from here. So that brings us to the NFC. Title game next week. We're gonna have the Bucks at Green Bay. Um, I'm gonna go with the Packers on this one. I think they win by a touchdown. Bucks by three. Okay. They're not gonna let Tom Brady go out this way. Oh come on, Aaron Rodgers is getting the Super Bowl. They're not. If it, no, they're if not. If it's one Look, of those two, it's, it's Rodgers. It's, it's the narrative, right? Tommy Boy can do it without. Um, Without I, I just I don't think that sells playing anymore. the first home game in Tampa Bay as the home team for the Super Bowl. It's Tommy Boy. All right. When well, his seventh ring as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer go out on top. I'm telling you, that's my take on it. But Bucks by three. All right. I'm still going Pack. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna jump Packers to ten. Just to just to let me see your face. I thought, you, three. I thought you were going to care more, but yeah, I'm going to go. No, Packers. I really, I, I honestly, I don't care anymore. Everything I cared about in football, it just ended. The Browns lost, and so did the Saints. I'm done caring about football. <laughs> I'm cheering for the Bills here on out. So, Let's be all right, folks, and we are back. Um, we've got two more segments. We're going to do a quick recap of the coaching hire so far. And then we're going to go into our dumb, dumb, stupid head award. And if you've been listening to the show so far, you probably know where that's going. All right, so so far we've had three coaching hires so far. Um, the Atlanta Falcons have hired Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. Captain, your thoughts? I don't know if that's going to work out very well. Um, it's obvious he's a running, you know, <laughs> he runs. I mean, you know, with Derrick Henry, I guess that that's kind of where you lean to. Um, but if he was calling the plays for, for them, uh, I don't know how well that's actually going to work out in Atlanta. Um, 
Yeah, you have a you have you're coming from a run focused offense and yeah, you don't to, have a bell cow running back. Right, exactly. So I think that's gonna be a tough transition for him. Um, but I say, hey, you know, let's you know, it's how I feel about all hires. Let's let's give it a shot and see what happens. Yeah. What do you think about Matty Ice? Do you think he's gonna be retiring anytime soon? I don't know about retiring, but he may move on from Atlanta this year. I could see that happening. I mean, it it couldn't oh, I don't know how much time he's got his contract, actually. I'm thinking about it. All right, the uh, next one is Robert Saleh, uh from San Francisco. He ends up in New York. Well, this this was a good this was a good hire for the Jets. Um, he's done a lot with that San Francisco defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even with all the injuries they had, they were still a pretty stout defense this year. Yeah, he's got he's got, um, he's coming into a solid unit. Yeah, so I mean, he he's done good enough. Um, to earn this spot, I think the Jets are pretty set in defense. Um, with the number two pick. Um, I think you'll be getting what another good uh defensive guy or or awesome uh wide receiver. We'll see depending on the routes yeah. they go. Um I mean we know they're not getting Trevor Lawrence. No. But um, but they might get uh Smith from Alabama. Yeah, but like I said, I don't I don't know if moving on from Sam Darnold is the right thing to do just yet. I mean, the kids had a lot of turmoil. Well, that's why, that's why you draft Smith. A lot of injuries. Draft a receiver. I I think you, yeah. I I mean, I like that. I think you get him a good receiver. You bolster up his offensive line and give him some time to actually read the defense and play the ball. And and you might see something out of him that you didn't because the jets never did any of this before. So, you know, Rabasala, I mean, he's a good, good hire for the jets. I'm excited to see him as, a head coach. I think he's going to do a great job. And our third coaching hire we've had so far is over in Jacksonville. Urban the rum- Meyer. The rumor mill was correct. Urban Meyer is uh, in the NFL now. So I don't I, like this hire. I think this is a. I think this, I'll give him a year. I think this was. I'll a pu- give him a year. I think this was a publicity hire, right? You, really? So Urban Meyer. Yeah, had, he I had this run it. in Florida. You know, in Gainesville, Gainesville's not very far from uh from uh Jacksonville. I, I think this is a more of a publicity thing. Um I, I don't know if he has what it takes to coach an NFL team. I mean, he's bowed out of Florida, he's bowed out of Ohio State, both both for medical reasons. So, you know, maybe he thinks the NFL isn't gonna be as much stress, you know, because he doesn't have to play Alabama and Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, um I, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think this is going to be a good fit. Uh, and it's not like he's coming into an easy division. Right. I mean, you got the Colts running it. You got the Titans on top. Yeah. Um, you know, so he's going to have a rough time. And then with a rookie quarterback, that's going to be a rough, you know, rough transition. It's going to be an interesting. Now, don't get me wrong. I think they have some a lot of good talent on Jacksonville side of the ball. You have a rookie running back this year who's going to be your bell cow for a while. You know, you, you put a couple more pieces in place, and Jacksonville's a, a 500, uh, nine win team. Like I said, I don't know what they have for draft capital, so I can't really say what they'll be able to do with their draft. But just by watching what I saw, um, you're gonna need to bolster up that offensive line. You know, a little more pass de- pass defense for that. Um, you, you know, you're, you're getting you're getting an upgraded quarterback. Sorry, Gardner Minshew. Um, but Trevor Lawrence is definitely an upgrade to you. Um, in the defense, they've just been purged so hard. They lost so much out of their defense that I think they're going to have to spend most of their draft 
on defensive players just to fill spots. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, so that's the coaching hires. Um, more to come. More to come. Absolutely. We got four more spots to fill. So we will see who ends up where. Um, in the coming weeks, you know, as, as teams come out of the playoff, you're going to see different hires, right? Because the, you can't hire someone who's still playing. So with the teams that are out now, you, you may have some hires coming out of them. Um, Dan Campbell um, with the Saints um, tight ends coach is probably going to be hired as the Detroit Lions head coach in the next few days. So we'll see how that comes out. Yeah. And uh, everyone's favorite segment this week, though, it is not ours. Our dumb, dumb, stupid head award. It's so stupid. Dumb, dumb, stupid, dumb, 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 stupid, head. This week, unfortunately, and deservedly, goes to the Saints' offense. Uh, I mean, I want to give it to. I, I want, can't give it to one player. Yeah, it's not just one player. I can't. It's the whole the whole offensive side. I mean, the only bright spot was was Traquan Smith uh, this week and Jameis Winston and that and one Alvin James Kamara. Winston play. But but I mean, Michael but I mean, Thomas, even Kamara dropped some balls that were tossed. Yeah, to him. but I mean, uh, coming out with Michael Thomas having no catches. Right, Jared Cook dropping a bunch of balls with a fumble. Breeze had three interceptions. Two of those were his fault. One was not. And Sean Payton becoming very one-dimensional. Yeah, I, I I didn't see any creativity. I didn't see taking advantage of Tampa like we did in the first two games uh, this year. I I just didn't. It was flat. The oh. offense came out flat. Hold up, hold up. Breaking news. This just in. Um, the Rams hire. Brandon Staley, uh, I'm sorry, the Chargers hire Brandon Staley, the Rams defensive coordinator, as their next head coach. Wow. Just just came in now. We, we, all right. I'm sorry. Back to dumb, dumb, stupid. I, I interrupted. Uh, well, well, God dang it. That's dumb, a- dumb, stupid head of our Saints offense. Yeah. So four turnovers, four turnovers, four turnovers. You are, you, you are what caused the loss today. We want to give it to just one of y'all, but y'all all sucked bad enough to get it all. Yeah. And with that, I do want to take a second to, to say that was one of the worst ways for a quarterback to go out. Like Drew Brees' last play is an interception. That's just, that's heartbreaking for me, but it's also kind of like you said, you know, this is this team for four years. We, we just, just heartbreaking. We it's just been a heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak, and some of those are are our fault. Some of them are not. But I mean, at the end of the day, we had a chance to win almost every one of those games in another way before those last minute things. So it maybe it was just a sign, you know. Maybe we held on too long. I mean, I don't know. I don't know these these answers. I I just as a fan, I'm kind of. You know, but I, I will. I will do this. All right. This I mean, is I, definitely, Drew Brees has been my favorite yeah. football player for a decade and a half. If this is definitely his last game, then I, I just want to say thank you, Drew Brees. Yes. For for the memories, you know, the Super Bowl. Um, you you gave the this city wins. You gave this fan base. You gave this city hope after one of the worst natural disasters any city could face. You you led this team 
to its first Super Bowl. You gave us, I mean, countless records, countless records, and NFC champion, uh, South championship, NFC South championship after NFC South championship. I mean, we won it more years than we didn't, and you know, we get we've gotten these great playoff births and and a couple of good runs. And, you know, only one team is going to get that ring every year. And without Drew Brees, we wouldn't be in the running for it. So he's been the biggest blessing to the Saints franchise besides Sean Payton. And I think Sean Payton without Drew Brees is going to be something to watch because he's going to have to get He's gonna have to get more creative. He's oh, gonna a have lot to, more creative. yeah. He's gonna have to get a little more, you know, a little more of that energy he used to have like three years ago. Now he's a little more, he's a little more zen on the sideline. But like getting that energy back from three, four years ago when he would be in the ref's face, when he would be, you know, doing and like you see it a little bit this year, but I didn't see it nearly as much as we used to. And just a little more energy from coach, I think would would help a little too, but. It's just rough seeing someone go out like this. Like Peyton Manning's last year, I really felt bad for him too. And this is kind of the same. This is the same feeling, but it's a lot yeah, but, closer. But, I mean, Peyton's last year got a Super Bowl, so I mean that's the difference between that. Yeah, that is true. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, no, it, it, that Super Bowl win was not on Peyton Manning. That was on the Broncos' defense. Yeah, their uh, unreal defense. But you know, thank you, Drew Brees. Um, yes. Memories. Yes. Uh, best of luck in your future endeavors. And I can't wait to hear you on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're going to be a, as great a commentator as you were a player. And thanks, Drew. You you really were a, a bright spot in in Louisiana for a long time and in this fan base and in this team. And we wouldn't be the team we are without you. And we wouldn't have the the culture we have in that locker room without you. And I know whoever steps in next is going to have a lot to carry, but, uh, they have some, hot, some giant cleats to fill. Yeah. Big cleats. And, you know, this fan base is, it's going to be a little heartbreaking for us to move on. So thanks Drew. And, you know, we we'll see you, uh, we'll see you in the commenting booth. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, next week, we're going to be going over the divisional title games. We'll probably break those down in a little more detail and preview the Super Bowl. And we are going to uh, fill you in on some more coaching vacancies and things like that. Uh, our final show will be after the Super Bowl. And Not then, final. We'll, well come back I mean, to our, you. our last show for the season. It's going to be after the Super Bowl, and we're going to recap the whole season. Uh, so just kind of give our closing thoughts on the season, on, on you know the winning team. And uh, we'll probably come back and do a, a post-draft show when all that's said and done. But thank you guys. Thank you all for listening. Um, and we'll send you off the best way we know how. Hey, 60 minutes! Right up. Woo! 60 minutes! Offense for defense! Defense for offense! Win this game for one another! We play every play like it's the most important play of the game! This is our house! Our house! Do your job and play together! Play your heart out today! There's always something to prove! Play fast! Play aggressive! 
reset the tempo in here. Whatever it takes to win. We gotta finish. Every snap, every series, every half, this game, we finish. Let's play longer, harder, tougher, smarter. Keep knocking them down, one at a time. We ain't apologizing for nothing today. Let's go win today, baby. Let's go finish what we started. Here we go. Hey, let's play like we know how to play. And let's win like we know how to win. And we gotta say we that. We that, baby. Who's that? Who's that? One, one, two. We don't take what you think. Come on, man.